Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Creative Podcast, Creative Exponent Podcast. Let's let's just, let's start off by getting our name right. Just simple little thing. That's awesome. That that pretty much states the, um, just the status of the week. (laughs) Right there. Right. Like, let's let's just focus on the very basic things, because that's, that's all we can do. That's right. Uh, Anyway, we're the Creative Exponent Podcast, but today we're talking about creative resilience. And um, I'm really, we were talking about this beforehand and saying like, this, this could be a dry topic, but, um, I, I don't think it's going to be. I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I feel like it's an important, we've kind of touched on this some in upholding your creativity and just in like, we just always want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing, right. keep doing what you love doing. I yep. guess don't keep doing it if it's like sucking your soul out, but keep doing it <laughs> if you love it. Yes. No, we would not suggest that. No, no soul-sucking activities. Mm-mm. But um, but yeah, so creative resilience, we, we really want this episode to be like just a huge shot in the arm of like, um, you know, kind of keep going, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, but also going through some practical things of um, just kind of how to build up that resilience because resilience yeah. doesn't just come out of, it's like, okay, I'm going to be resilient now. Like when you already <laughs> feel beat down and ready to quit, it's like, it's something that you build up over time. It's like, yeah. um, you know, it, it's sort of a um, building up resilience. It's like a vaccine. Mm-hmm. It, it, it builds up your your you know, your immune system, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Uh, it it builds you up so that then when you know when things happen that just completely throw you off track, um, that resilience is there. Yeah. Yeah. And you you'll need it. <laughs> You'll just, if you've not you needed will. it yet, you know, you will. And I think, too, it's probably important to note that, you know, there are times in our creative work where we need it just in uh, in spurts. And then there are times when you need it to be so built up that you need to be able to hang on to it for months at a time, you know, or right. a year like at Resilience a time. is all you have. Right. That's <laughs> the, the truth. It's the lifeboat that you're just hanging on to. It's the truth, though. I mean, you know, depending on, um, especially I think after big shifts in your in your work or let's say um, you know the marketplace you know like mm-hmm. we were talking about this yesterday you know just where is where is the market now what is it doing how do we become a part of that you know those are are times where you're then you know you're trying to stay true to yourself and true to to your creative work and your endeavors and what you want for your life but then, you've also got to shift and be, you know, be pliable and you got to be resilient to do that. You have to have uh, some of that built up into your, yeah, into your immune system, your creative immune system to be able mm-hmm. to, to hang on. That's a good analogy. Look at you being smart. So let's smart. talk about um, what does it mean to be resilient creatively? Let's like define yeah. that. So for people who are feel like that's kind of this, you know, like intangible, right. obscure topic. What what is what do we how are we going to define that? Yeah. I mean, I think we would both say, you know, just it's internal uh confidence and, you know, fortitude. Another word that pops into my mind is just resolve. Man, it feels so mm-hmm. good to have resolve within yourself, you know? Like there is I don't know, because that for me, anytime that I'm that I'm in a place, whether it's personally or professionally, where I feel resolve and fortitude, that's, that is a place of peace. You know, it really is. Mm-hmm. And peace is not something in your work or at home that, uh, that necessarily goes and comes with trial. You know, I think the goal, if we could all get there, and I think sometimes we can, and we, we hang out in this place for a while and then it fades, but you know, is just, peace is sort of with you in the midst of that, you know, resolve and fortitude and your resilience are with you in the midst of confusion or frustration or, you know, just being unmotivated or like we said, a shift in the market or in your business or in your creative work. 
Yeah. I think of like, like I visually picture times when I just was determined and I've always been a very like determined Mm -hmm. person when I want to do something. I am going to do it. Gonna do it. (laughs) Yes. Like, don't try to talk me out of it. I don't care if people laugh. I don't care if people think it's a good idea or not. Now, I I won't go too, I won't go that far to say, like, if there are people who are, I love and who are close to me who are like, you need to rethink this. This might be, not be a good idea. Then I'm going to listen to that. But I mean, there's this, there's this determination that it's going to take an awful lot to knock me off course. Mm -hmm. It's going to take some um some sound wisdom that i just can't ignore yeah but but when it just comes to the people who are like you know really are you sure what do you (laughs) you know blah blah (laughs) (laughs) i think so many things come to mind of like when i was just determined to do Mm -hmm. something but one thing that comes to mind i think that's particularly relevant is when i started my blog yeah blogging at that time this is about 10 years ago um from 2020 so blogging at that time was really kind of a joke like it was not (laughs) it was not anything anybody took seriously Mm, it was kind of like you're a blogger what What?" you know just it was just kind of a joke and it was almost embarrassing to say that I was like I started a blog this is before children made millions of dollars you know unboxing (laughs) things on YouTube this was before that day <laughs> right. Nobody's laughing that. at those those people. Now. No. But um <laughs> but yeah, it was just kind of a joke and kind of a little like, oh, how what a cute how interesting. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> I but I just had this belief. I just Man, really believed yeah, that like this was what I needed to be doing. Mm-hmm. This was it was going to be beneficial. Yeah. Whether it was gonna be profitable or not I didn't really know but I just felt like like this is what I need this is what my business needs yeah this is a community that I need to be a part of and this is what I need to do right now Mm -hmm. and I was just willing to do it and that and that's carried me through you know over 10 years of blogging now and um and the people who kind of laughed at the beginning and you know Mm -hmm. how many fall are you up to 12 followers now (laughs) (laughs) nice the people who kind of <laughs> laughed at it early on, you know, saw what what became of it, and sure. um, you know, they then they stopped laughing at it and thought like, right. "Hey, oh. what you're doing is really cool." Right. This is <laughs> it's pretty great that you get to make a career out of this thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, and yeah. that too, I think, is just a you know being willing to be just like that, determined, you know, persistent. Um, you know, to to be in a place where you are ready. It's sort of like, you know, it's just being prepared ahead of time for the problems. You know, resiliency has a lot to do with that. It's not telling yourself the lie that everything's going to go great. You know, everything's going to work out perfectly. It's sort of being, um, which I know we're going to talk about this in a minute, but, you know, being self-aware enough to know you're just going to hit periods of time where it's going to be tough. Things are going to be difficult, whether it's external, you know, from other people or, you know, like what you're talking about, or it's an internal fear or it's, you know, again, a shift in, um, you know, what, especially in online, you know, creative work or sharing your work online, you know, what, uh, what is the new latest way to do that, you know, and trying to, you know, catch up as everything is moving right in front of you, you know, no matter Mm -hmm. what, just that willingness to continue, I do think kind of stems from the knowledge that that's going to happen. You know, the knowledge that's going to come. You will hit a place where you're going to have to be resilient and resolved and have fortitude within yourself uh, to do what it is that you love and to share your creative work. Yeah, there has to be, and you've said this word several times, like there has to be this willingness to yeah. be persistent. Like it's just, yeah, you're, you're willing to. It's, I think a lot of people, and I've seen this, you know, in our own um, business coaching and people I've talked to and um, people I've seen mm-hmm. start a business and then, you know, they just get slightly blown off course and, yeah. and there's just not, they're just like, okay, I'll, I'll just go this okay. way now no. or okay, Never I'm mind. just going <laughs> to... I'm just going to stop. Yeah, never mind. 
Which is easy to do. You know, no judgment there. It is. That's easy to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no judgment there at all because it, you know, running a business is is really hard. It it can, especially I think when people are sharing online, um, it you know we're sharing the the best bits. It it can look like you know this just super glamorous job, but there's 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 some hard aspects to it all being on your shoulders and being your own advocate, being your own, like the engine that mm-hmm. drives your business creatively. Yeah. And also you're doing the shipping and the bookkeeping and the, all the all work too. The things. Like, right. <laughs> right. It's really, it's hard. And, um, and there are certain aspects that are harder than, than others, but mm-hmm. I think you just have to go into it with, with this willingness. Yeah. I, I'm going to be persistent and yeah. um, I'm not going to allow things to blow me off course. Right. Or if they do, I'm going to, um, I'm just going to go with it yeah. and I'm, I'm going to figure out how to either, either I'm going to set a new destination that mm-hmm. works with this new course heading, or I'm going to figure out how to steer myself to get back on course. Right. Well, and I think that just sort of is, you know, and we, we ask this question, you know, in our, of ourselves, you know, why does that matter? And that's it. You know, it's, yeah, it's for the, it's for the long game, you know, it's, it's all about longevity. And, you know, it's funny. I was just thinking this, I think in your creative business and work, you needed to be resilient to continue doing what you were doing. Uh, and I needed to be resilient to do something else, you know, isn't that funny? Yeah. So it's, you know, it doesn't matter what it is that it, you know, how it looks for you. You know, you're going to find yourself, you know, in places where you've got to have resilience within you, whether it's to shift gears, you know, like we just talked about, or if it's to stay doing exactly what you're doing, you know, in the middle of just, gosh, we were just talking about this, being exhausted, you know, personal trial, um, you know, just financial struggles, you know, all, all these things that are pressing on us uh, at the same time, you know, as our creative work. And uh, I think it's, you know, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It will, resilience is, is great for just longevity, just making it, <laughs> you know, just yeah. making it, whatever that looks like for you. I love how you said that, like the long game, because, and, and pointing out too, that resilience isn't always like staying the same course. Sometimes resilience is, you know, I think about people who have to leave their creative work, um, for financial reasons or personal reasons or, or whatever might come up and, or maybe they really do need to step away from it for a while in order to stay in love with that work. They need to give it yeah. up in order to be able to go back yeah. to it again. So whatever the situation, you know, resilience can be, I'm going to go work a corporate job mm-hmm. until I'm able to go back to this again, or yeah. I'm going to take a break, an intentional break so that I can yeah. deal with things that are going on with my family, like whatever the case. And then resilience can be going back to that creative work when the time is right. Yep. Um, resilience can be continuing to do that creative work simply for your own pleasure through yep. those times when, yep. when it's difficult as you, <laughs> as you're showing with like the mound of paint that's sitting on your desk right now. <laughs> yes. God, if you could see this desk, I, yeah, I've had a bit of a week. So, um, you know, well, a bit of a, a time, <laughs> <laughs> lately and so like a bit of a couple of years yeah. <laughs> there's been a lot a lot going on and uh yeah and I mean I know we're laughing about it but I'm just weird and laugh about things like that I'm you know I also you know found a tumor in my eye a couple of years ago and I laughed about that the day of so I am a little bit dark <laughs> but you know so I'm not no I do that too I laugh when I'm uncomfortably yes nervous yeah or in, and it's in just pain to even me, <laughs> right, laugh it through physical things, therapy sometimes. but you know I am also completely serious um and and sensitive to the fact that there is just I'm telling you man there are moments in your in your life that you just resilience is almost not an option it's either be resilient or just crumble you know I mean really that's mm-hmm. how it feels anyway it feels like how in the world do I, do I do this? Well, I just, I've just, I have to, 
that's it. Yeah. Like I don't have a choice. So I think, you know, with our creative work, it, I, mean, you know. it's, I was just thinking it's like resilient or mental institution. right? Like or we're rocking in a corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, I, I'm telling you, it's, man, it is so difficult to, and I mean, I'll just touch on that. It is so difficult to be resilient creatively and with your own and it is at work too. So let me just say, if you have a job with someone else, you know, working for someone else, sure, that is that has its own set, you know. Um, but I'll speak to uh, just being resilient creatively and in a creative business while at the same time you've got to be resilient personally. Brother, you want to talk about... <laughs> You want to talk about pressure and stress. And of course, you know, if you're running your own creative business, you're responsible for your income. I mean, that amount of resilience, that's like you need a gold medal at the end of a month sometimes, you know? I mean, we really, we really do. We need, um, and I hope you have somebody in your life that, that does give you that, you know, that, that tells you, good Lord, good for you. Keep doing what you're doing uh, because we all need that, you know. And I think resilience is just such a, it is such a a way of being, um, and you you wrote this down, agile, you know, man, you know, to be able to just shift, you know, because that's really the only difference between, and I'll just say all of us because I think we all hit places like this, that's the difference between the times when we're able to keep going and the times where we do just crumble. You know, we we lose that that moment. In that moment, we lose the ability to be agile, you know. And it's, I mean, sometimes it's very easy to do. And, you know, resilience just provides you the agility to just shift and change and keep going, you know. Uh, and I yeah. know we're and, making it sound easy. Uh, well, it's not easy, but... If, if you don't have that agility, then I think your creativity gets lost yeah. in those times, in those no times, doubt. like when you have to go back to work or when yep. maybe your business is really even taking off yep. and you're at the point where you're spending most of your time managing people mm-hmm. and, you know, dealing with financial stuff yep. and packing and shipping and, mm-hmm. and your creative work is getting lost. Um, y- you've got to be able to be agile in that. And if you have the resilience to say, look, I've made a, you know, I'm going to create a certain number of hours or a certain number of pieces each week, um, to, to be able to stick with that no matter what's, I mean, within reason, there are times where it's like, there was something big that happened and you're not going to be able to do that. But, um, but yeah, that that means your creativity doesn't get lost right. in the midst of everything that happens in life because it will happen. I, I always, when I think of creativity and just sitting down and like really letting mm-hmm. it flow, mm-hmm. like I think about being in my quiet studio. Well, not not quiet. Like it's quiet and that there's Marginally no like kids quiet. around or pets <laughs> that need anything. I put my music on. And I just picture having like hours and hours of uninterrupted creative time. Sure. When the truth is, I very rarely get that. Like very, very rarely. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And if you're sitting around waiting for that. Yeah. Then you might never get it. So there has to be this, that resiliency Mm -hmm. to say, this is important to me. Whether it's professionally or as a hobby, I'm going to, yeah. it's something I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Well, and two, um, you j- just making that point, I think is important. And here I was thinking this topic might be a little boring and now I'm all excited about it. But um, <laughs> see, I told you I it would not be. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's like you need resilience, not only to keep going, you need resilience to know when to rest or to take a break or to step mm. away. And that is what's so funny about us. We're, you know, and I think we we fall into this in, in many ways. You know, I actually popped on our uh, stories a little bit ago and said this, you know, this time of year, and we just talked about creative resolutions, you know, last week, we are just inundated with this, okay, you got to start fresh and you got to plan, you got to make goals and dreams and you got to write them down, you got to follow through and you know, and that's all great and all, you know, and it is. It's it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> but there are moments in our lives where we're just not able to do that. Or maybe maybe we've got to pick one goal. And maybe that goal is just 
keep the business open, keep painting, keep, you know, maybe it's that, maybe there's something personal going on, you know, like we talked about. So I think resilience not only gives you tools to be able to keep going and keep pushing, but it, it gives you the tools to have, for me, it's like a quiet resolve inside, you know, Mm -hmm. to just know, uh, to listen to myself, you know, to really listen. I know this sounds cheesy, to listen to the, (laughs) like the voice in me that says, you need this, do it. Um, that's a big deal to be able to, to recognize what you need, especially as a creative, and to pursue it. Um, by the way, I have a dog barking in the background, so you may, may get to hear that this time. We'll see. We'll see if that, <laughs> if that becomes I kicked, a soundtrack. Yeah, I kicked everybody out of the studio so you wouldn't hear right. like, well, my cats would be like chewing on all my cords right yes. now. Yes, well, he's so. downstairs through three doors, but he's a large animal, so. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He's a big, big, friendly, fluffy dog. Muppet dog, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah, I was, it was funny, I was flipping through Instagram this morning and I saw on um, Inspired by Charm, his Uh Instagram, it's just at Inspired by Charm, his name is Michael, and he would, um, on his Instagram stories, he shared, you know, like, how he's all geared up for 2020 and he's like, and also me, and it's like this video (laughs) of a girl well, girls track race right. and one girl trips, falls right on her face, yep. gets back up and is clearly like disoriented from the <laughs> fall and falls again and then gets up and goes. And it's like, you know, yeah, that, I mean, yeah. we laugh and that poor girl who like her probably most embarrassing moment <laughs> to that point in her life has turned into this viral meme. But, um, <laughs> but good for you, girl. I think why it, you know, why it, resonates is because it is true it's so true we all envision this we're like we're ready for the start and then we start running and we fall we just break a leg literally right yeah (laughs) right off the bat just fall down no and you know right then you're gonna lose the race you're not gonna make (laughs) you're not gonna make it it's not going well But I really, and I don't know, you know, I hope whoever was filming it kept that going. And I hope that girl crossed the finish line because that's what, you know, that that's, what's more important in the end is that she got up and finished it. Um, that's resilience right there. Um, yes, it is. is, And so hopefully that for her is not the super embarrassing moment, but it actually ended up being a triumphant moment in her life. But, um, But anyway, yeah, it's just so true um, that, you know, we all have this vision of how things are going to go, that that uninterrupted creative day that, you know, this year's going to be the year, my business is going to do all of these things, I'm going to do all of this with my art, I'm going to do all of these things, and then, you know... And then we fall and we get up and we fall again and it, you know. And then we fall in a new way. (laughs) We're not on the track anymore. (laughs) We slip on a banana peel and then we fall into the mud, you know, and then we, you know, trip on a Lego. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, again, that's kind of, we talked about this way back in the beginning of the first season, but, you know, that's that, uh, you know, the lies of expectation, you know, and arriving that, Mm. that we're going to arrive and this is what it's going to look like to be creatively resilient this year and to do all these things in my business and in my, you know, creative work. And it just almost never goes according to plan. None of it really. I mean, and I've told you this before, I'm convinced you hit about 33, 34, 35. And it's like, all of a sudden it's just stuff is hard. (laughs) It's just really (laughs) hard like if you've had an uneventful life up until your mid-30s just hang on it's coming you know there is there are just things coming that you are just not gonna see happening and that's at work and you know in your in your life at home so yeah I just resiliency is something that you know I think it's important to note too that it is not a it's like many things we talk about you know it's a that's a practice you know it's not just a skill it's not simply a skill that you either like you said I'm going to be resilient this year well okay great thumbs up what does that look like you know uh it's a it's a practice it's a daily choice it's a lot of I think in the beginning telling yourself the right things, filling your mind with the right things. Uh, and then you got to carry that with you. You know, I just said this to you this week or you or someone that I'm close to, you know, 
I'm just trying to tell myself the truths over and over and over. You know, I think there are Mm -hmm. just moments in our lives where we're having to kind of baby ourselves a little bit, or maybe it's just to teach ourselves, you know, and I think we have to do that in our creativity and our creative work, you know, to be resilient. We have to understand that it's a, that's going to come, like you said, with time and with buildup and, you know, like, yeah, like vitamins, (laughs) I mean, you know, it's a slow build. Yeah. And the, you know, in talking about, you know, the, I guess the, the inner narrative sort of that you're telling yourself, I know, I think, and I've always felt like that was really cheesy because I I think it's, there, there are people who make this promise of like, (laughs) if you think you'll be wealthy, you'll be wealthy. Like if you will it, it is no dream, you know, just like, (laughs) and, and. I think that that's kind of ruined then the real authentic of like it, you know, what you tell yourself, the narrative that you tell yourself, it really does matter. And, um, and it's not like if you think it, it will happen. It's, it's not that kind of thing. But I was actually reading an article in the Harvard business review about learning and studies have shown that people who have a positive narrative about learning actually learn better. And people who have a narrative that says, I'm bad at this. I'll never be good at this. Yeah. This is hard. This is frustrating. People with that narrative that actually hinders learning. Yes. It actually does make it harder for them to learn. Whereas right. just changing that mindset to say, you know what? I'm a beginner. Of course I'm bad. Mm-hmm. This is my first time ever doing it. <laughs> right. um, why don't I give myself a few more tries yep. to see if I can get better? Um, and saying like, I will get better. I'll get better as I do more of it and practice. And, and so I found that just fascinating because we don't often give our, that inner narrative, um, very much power. And again, I think it's just because that was, it was so that pendulum swung so Mm -hmm. far the other way. Sure. Oh no, until I actually went to, yeah, therapy after some serious stuff. (laughs) That's the only time (laughs) It's the only time I bought into it. Before that, uh, you know, I thought the same thing. I just, who sits and tells themselves? But it's not like you have to sit in the mirror. We're not talking. I mean, you know, hey, if that works for you, that's fine. But it's not like it has to be that way. It's just about yeah. being able. Here's what it is. It's about being able to distinguish in your mind between fears and insecurities and patterns of the past and what is actually happening around you. That is a big dang deal to get to a place where you can you can separate what is really what is really happening to me and around me or what is my fear or what have I you know experienced in the past and what what does that tell me about what will happen you know and I think that applies to Man, it's a big deal in relationships, uh, but I think it's also a really big deal, especially if you own a creative business and you're you are making these decisions and moving through your life in a way that holds you very accountable and very responsible for you know your income and your quote success, you know, uh, maybe yeah. for you or you and your family. So to be able to separate what is actually true and real in your mind versus what is something you're afraid of or something, uh, you know, like I said, a previous experience, that's, that's sort of the, uh, that's the practice that, that I'm sort of referring to being able to, to do that, to distinguish that and, and help your mind. And I know, I know I'm getting, you know, I do the thing, but the mind can only go where it's been before. It has a very difficult time, you know, (laughs) Uh, giving yourself a picture of a reality it's never experienced. So that's why for so many people, it becomes almost impossible to either keep going or do something new, or it's why we box ourselves in. You know, the mind is very protective of us. And so it it will do that. And that will show up definitely in our creative work. Yeah. Listen to creative boundaries yeah. if you feel like you're in that box. We talked about that yeah. towards the end of, of yep. season one and really talk all about that, like the kind of box that we put ourselves into. But also, I'm right in the middle of reading Who Moved My Cheese. <laughs> and that's... <laughs> Which makes me laugh ex- so much. 
<laughs> I know. I'm like, am I really listening to this? But it, there's a reason why it yeah. was a bestseller and why, yeah. you know, people talked about it because it, it and it really deals with a lot of this. It's mm-hmm. sort of resiliency, being um, open to change, being willing to laugh at yourself. Yeah. And it also addresses that how we like to stay where it's comfortable yes. and we don't like to go out and explore. But um, and then it also goes into what the amazing things that happen when we do, yep. when we do go out and explore in areas that where we haven't been before that we discover, you know, they use cheese as the the goal, you know, yeah. we discover new cheese and yeah. varieties of cheese and things that we cheese. never, ever, we're never going to discover if we just stay in one place. Yeah. And so, um, so for resilience as a practice, I'd say two, two big practical things are, um, awareness of yourself as well yeah. as the market. So we've yeah. been talking about self-awareness and I think some practical ways to do, to do that. We talk about it a lot. This won't be surprising to you, but would be journaling. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am so much more self-aware sure. when I'm writing about yeah. how I feel, about what, like you said, what it helps me sort through what I'm feeling and what's actually the truth. Yeah. And it helps me deal with some of my anxieties, which anxiety is, it is a huge, like it is rampant in our culture today. Like the numbers are staggering of people who deal with not just like, you know, anxiousness now Mm -hmm. and then, but like, you know, clinically diagnosed anxiety anxiety disorders um, that they're having to do counseling for, Mm -hmm. treatment for, medication for, you know, just as it's just staggering. Um, and, uh, so I think, you know, for anybody, whether it's, you just, you know, every once in a while you feel anxious about your business Mm -hmm. or you're, you're dealing with that sort of on the other side of things where it's this, you know, this big part of your life, um, journaling about, you know, and just being self-aware is, is going to be a huge thing. Um, and then being aware of the market and who moved my cheese talks about this too, of like, um, when we get comfortable, we're really not in tune or aware of subtle changes that yeah. happen. When we start to see, so again, they're using the cheese analogy. When we start <laughs> to see that our cheese portions are getting smaller, yeah. it's starting to dry out. It's maybe starting to lose flavor. It's starting to get a little moldy. Yeah. And then the source is gone. We weren't noticing those small changes that were happening. Yeah that led up to, okay, this is no longer here. And I think it's, even though that's a book that came out, you know, Mm -hmm. a long time ago, um, it's, it's so relevant today because I mean, you have to almost like every week you have to like look and see if any big thing happened in social media (laughs) that, that changed the way you need to do your job entirely. Yes. (laughs) Constant (laughs) temperature check. Yep. Exactly. Things move at such a fast pace and there are new things popping up all the time and old things are coming up, becoming obsolete. And, you know, like one piece of technology then makes a whole industry obsolete like that. That just is happening regularly now. Mm -hmm. And so you have got to have this awareness of the market. And I think a part of that is um, reading magazines on your industry. Books are great too, but magazines give you like the most up-to-date thing. Um, Articles online are even more up-to-date. So like from reliable sources. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, kind of keep your finger on the pulse and and to not only be looking at like, okay, where are we now? What should I be doing now? But where are we going? What should I be planning for? What social media platform just launched that... It may not be big now, but maybe it's going to be the next big thing. So let me get the handle that yeah. I want on that platform and just park there until I know what's going to happen with this. Just mm-hmm. just like being aware and kind of, um, and I think it's true creatively too. Like if you're really into, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something that, uh, okay, I'm going to go back like 10 years ago. Like you're <laughs> super into making um, reads out of paper. Cause that was like, mm-hmm. man, that was thing. a big Every, thing. <laughs> it was a big thing. Making yep. wreaths out of, you know, and all kinds of like crumpled wreaths and rolled wreaths and all sorts of things out of yes. paper. And that's your bread and butter. That's your business. You're making and selling paper wreaths. Um, you've got to keep your, um, your finger on the pulse of that market. Yeah. Like when is that, 
you know, okay, well, my sales are less this year than they were last year. Now mm-hmm. they comp- nobody's buying them anymore. Um, you know, you've got to then like, okay, what's my next thing? And right. you should be thinking about that before the other idea, the other thing completely dries up. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's so funny. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it, it totally applies to every single every single human, you know, as a creative, you know, and, and especially if you're doing it for, uh, for a living. <laughs> so, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I just, I, I'm literally in my head thinking about all the different reads <laughs> that I remember seeing at that time. Um, cause that was right when we first started blogging and yeah, I mean, I think no matter what it is, what field you're in or what kind of, uh, you know, medium you use, being just aware of, uh, of what's needed. You know, what's funny. I mean, I, I think, well, think back to like when we first started blogging, I mean, just think about what YouTube looked like then, you know, like how casual, how, I mean, there, I have videos with like 600,000 views on them of me in my garage with no makeup on in terrible lighting, just painting. (laughs) Dogs yep. are barking. It. I mean, now, if I were to publish that, you know, on purpose, <laughs> it would just be ripped apart because it is so commercial and it's so professional. And for whatever reason, so many people scream on it. Like, there's so many loud... <laughs> screamy people on YouTube. But, YouTube I mean, is a culture. I, I'm i really trying to get it more. But Me too. I feel there are times when I'm like, I feel like I'm too serious for, yeah, I don't, for YouTube. I don't know that I can, I don't know that I can this. It's this very silly kind of culture. Yeah. It's very catered towards like teenagers, I yeah, think. And it is. And, um, but I mean, yeah, I think but, no matter what, it's, it's just things shift like that. And it's just like all of a sudden, it's a brand new thing, you know. It's a whole different ball game. Uh, so yeah, yeah. resiliency just kind of gives you the the ability to walk through that and be okay with it, you know. And like we said, to know it's yeah. coming, you know, it's coming. Not just be okay, not just be okay with it, but to be even excited about it. To have sort of that sense yeah. of adventure and that sense of, you know, I'm, you know, I get to try this new thing out mm-hmm. now. And I think a lot of us spend time mourning the things that we've done well and yes. that have been successful. And then when it's like that time is over, it, it's, it's hard it's to tough. Like we can spend a couple of years sitting around mourning those mm-hmm. changes. And in the meantime, we're missing kind of the new, the new things that we could have been yeah. a part of early on, but, but we missed it because we weren't being self-aware. We weren't, yeah recognizing the market and I'm I'm saying this from experience I was just talking to Shauna about this the other day that reading this book who moved my cheese it's really kind of um brought out some realizations for me that Mm. like as the blog world has changed I you know I've sort of have had that mentality of like well you know (laughs) -uh. (laughs) uh-uh Who, who's who's who made this change who decided this was good? who decided pinterest and instagram taking off would be good who decided that facebook needed to change their algorithm and then yep. it like killed traffic to my blog like mm-hmm. who made all these decisions and you know making it harder for me to do this and instead yeah. of just like fully embracing like this yep. is just where my audience is hanging out now. And and honestly, it's a bigger audience than I ever had on my blog alone. So instead of yeah. celebrating that, sitting around and just hoping it all goes back to the way it was. <laughs> the good old know? days, man. The good old yeah. days are a magical place. It is the nostalgia is such a killer of joy in the present. I mean, it really <laughs> is. It can be. That I told you I was dark so, sometimes. It can be. So true. <laughs> no, it is so true. And we always look at the past with this yeah. sort of flowery, yes. you know, we always remember how good things were. And and I think that that's, you know, I'm sharing that because I think whether it's mm-hmm. you know, in the online space or in the art world, you know, there are trends in the art world too. And, oh, and gosh, maybe yeah. the paintings that you used to do 10 years ago, I mean, they were just flying off the shelves. Yeah. Just flying and now like you can't sell anything and and so that's an indicator that like somewhere along the line you kind of missed a market shift and that doesn't mean like you need to then create inauthentically no but it does mean 
you need to create differently. You yeah, need or you to, need at least, at the very least, to evaluate it. It is worth evaluating. Yeah. You know, it is yeah. worth taking a look at. Uh, you know, because I do believe that there are there are very you know niche uh, businesses and niche creatives that that just you know, buddy, they can they just keep going. They keep doing their thing, and it's working for them, and that's great. If you're one of those people who can, you know, let's just say you are a painter and you're able to to produce, create, produce, and sell the same types of paintings your entire, you know, work life, that's wonderful, great for you. But if things are shifting, it's always worth looking at. You know, looking at it does not mean, you know, you have to agree to it or you have to change, you have to shift. It just means you're taking a look, you know, and you're... Yeah, or you have to abandon something entirely. And I think this leads to kind of our last point about practicing resilience is that um, you really do have to love the work regardless of yeah. the results or the success. And is it regardless or irregardless? Oh, Can't regardless. those words be used intercha- interchangeably? No, regardless. I, it's just regardless. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know why I know that? Um, because my fiance. You're an English major. Well, I was. Yeah, I was in English, but he's also <laughs> very, very intelligent and obsessed with words, and that's one of his big, big no-nos. <laughs> When people use the word irregardless, it's like, it's not a word. What do you do? I mean, I feel I have PTSD when I hear that because I'm, you know, I'm just afraid that somebody is going to yell at someone for speaking incorrectly. You know, I I I have a few little pet peeves like Mm -hmm. that too, like supposedly. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, if you write that word out, you're going to realize it's not a word. It's not a word. Not but um, anyway, so regardless, <laughs> I'm glad I'm using the word properly. That's right. So I want to make sure. Yeah. So regardless of the results or or the success, you have to love the work that you're mm-hmm. doing. And um, that really goes back to the very beginning when we talk about, um, you know, just upholding your work um, that. Yeah. You, you have to love it if you're doing it only because you're getting, uh, you know, acknowledgement for it it's just for the money it's not it's not out of a place of love then it's you know as soon as the money's not there then it's like okay I'm not gonna do this okay done with that (laughs) yeah or as soon as you hit some some sort of resistance so you really do have to love have Mm -hmm. to love it and um so we would we would definitely encourage that now there's nothing wrong with there are times when it's just like man, there's a gravy train flowing and like you're on that, Got it. <laughs> you're in the middle of it, then like you go for it. There are times right. when it's like these two years, it's just going to be about pushing and, mm-hmm. you know, and then you, a part of resilience is knowing that that's a high time, yeah. that it's eventually going to dry up. So save, plan, right? <laughs> get yourself in a good position. So then when that's no longer there, you can move on to other things. That's right. Um, but there are times when you're one trick pony and that one trick becomes the trick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, That's right. So nothing wrong with that. That's no. a good, you know, good story. When you said fortune. gravy train, I just thought like sop it up with a biscuit to be super southern. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being serious. That's all I could think was biscuits. That's right. You sop it. Oh, my mom up. does Actually, make some mean though- gravy. <laughs> Even though I'm a North, so my family's from Virginia. So I'm, even though I'm much more of a Northerner, I think in behavior and all of that. I don't sound like a Southerner at all, but my heart is for Southern food. I love grits and biscuits and cheese straws and (laughs) Virginia ham. (laughs) Man, we ate so well this Christmas. We just, there was so much good food. Oh my goodness. Well, our our Christmas dinner is, and I think it's a Southern thing. I don't know if it's even just our own family thing, but we do um, steak and then yeah. we have cheese grits and biscuits and good. hash browns and mm-hmm. green beans and oh and gosh. then a, a congealed fruit salad that's like walked right out of the 1950s onto yeah. our table. So. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Our, our place, especially for the extended dinners, it's like, I mean, there are there are approximately 42 dishes, you know, to choose from. I'm not kidding. It is a full-blown church potluck just for the fam. That's it. I mean, I'm making five things. Everybody else is. My mom is making a ridiculous, you know, it's crazy. But it is good stuff. I don't know how we got on that, but nonetheless, 
<laughs> there you go. Yes. So now we gotta work off all those. Sop up your gravy train. Dishes. That's how it was with a you know it with was a biscuit. The gravy, gravy train that's and right. biscuits. Yeah. So anyway, no, nothing to say. Like yeah, th- there are times when it and that's not. I want to say real quick, that is not selling out. No. Anybody, and I'm saying that because there are people who are like, you know, if it's not for the love of the the art, oh, then yeah. you're just selling out. And it's like, you know what? It is not selling out. That yeah. is, this is a business. That is, you're making, you know, you're making good business decisions. You're, yep. um, you know, something you created has become really popular. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so go with it. Go yeah. with it while you can. And um, yeah. It's not selling out. Tell them to so calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going with it. <laughs> yeah. That's a part of resilience, too, is when people tell you you're selling out. Just be, Yeah, just <laughs> don't listen to, to that. <laughs> say, like, well, you know, that's okay. It's going to pay for my kid's college. That's so right. I'm okay with We it. feel okay with this, <laughs> with this decision. <laughs> At peace with, you know. That's right. Um, years of creating an obscurity and and then there's this payoff. <laughs> like I'm okay, with, I'm okay with that. Yeah, because that's often how it happens. People are creating for years and years and then all of a sudden, right? You know, it just, something takes off. Success, but, yeah. Uh, so today's creative contraption is, is something you bought and have yes. been enjoying. Yes, so we mentioned this actually last week in our uh, creative resolutions episode, but Uh, Someone gave me, it's a workbook, and the title of it, which I did kind of laugh about last week, I'm sorry, it's just funny to me, it's You Goal Girl, but it is the Totally Approachable, Not Scary Guide, it's a goal-setting workbook, and it's written by the creators of Earn, Spend, Live, so you can find them online, but what I love about this workbook, uh, first of all, it's just pretty, Um, I'm, I'm all over any kind of journal or workbook that's you know, segmented, and it's not so Mm -hmm. daunting. I like that. I like that the sections are short, and there's just a lot of space to create and think. You know, they do go through what we talked about last week with, you know, goals being smart goals, being measurable, you know, versus what are your big ideas and dreams and that sort of thing. So that's really helpful. Uh, There's a space in it for a gratitude log, but it helps you break down, okay, I'm just going to brain dump and give you every single thing that I'd love to see happen this year. And now I'm going to categorize that into like five main categories. And, you know, and that sounds very, uh, I don't know, kind of tedious, but I have found this year it's been really helpful for me to, to sort of have just a quick guide to be able to make to make notes intelligently, does that make me sound just unintelligent? I'm, there are times <laughs> in your life where you're really with it, you know, inside your mind, and you just know, okay, first quarter, this is what I'm doing. Second quarter, this is what... But, you know, there are times when you just need, like, someone to hold your hand a little bit and be like, write this down. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is a good step. So, and, you know, once you've sort of identified goals, then it helps you which this is something I'm passionate about all the time, not just this year, but it asks you, um, I think it's five or six questions about each of those five main goals. You know, why are you wanting to do this? What is your timetable for this goal? Why does the deadline matter? You know, those questions are going to be the ones, again, that just amps up your resiliency, you know, throughout the mm-hmm. year to to stick with the actual measurable actions that you that you need to do so that you reach, you know, some places, some destinations you're really happy with. And, you know, once it takes you through that, it's awesome. It gives you worksheets for like monthly focus and, uh, you know, weekly focus and, you know, writing down your habits, you know, you can write it down and check like, okay, have I really improved this or not? It's just, it's pretty cool. And it's just, it's like I said, it's lovely and laid out all prettily. And I don't know, it's a, uh, it's a pretty yeah, cool I looked online. I looked online at that book on um, the Amazon preview mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh yeah, this looks, it looks like you could have done it. Like the, yeah, the, it's very um, cool. like swoosh, paint pictures and all that stuff it looks very much like you you'd also mentioned I think there's a big section that's like a gratitude yeah there's a really large gratitude log in it which I love honestly I love that in the brain dump section a lot (laughs) so yeah that's nice because I think that it's 
we forget to be thankful and to celebrate things. And, right. and I think that I do think that's a part of resilience is mm-hmm. being thankful for where you are now, even if it's yeah. maybe kind of a crappy place, but just being finding what you can be thankful for and having gratitude for it, I think yep. really does help you stay the course. And, and ultimately it just helps you be happier through, I mean, so many studies have shown that, um, since yeah. we don't do any of those studies, actually, I'm just going to say studies have shown so that it's just <laughs> someday. Don't I'm going to be with, misquoted. Like, I'm going to come with actual statistics one of these days. Right. But anyway, studies have shown that uh, so many studies have shown that people who are um, like more content, they practice yeah. contentment and thankfulness and gratitude that they are just happier. They're just yeah. happier overall. Gratitude um, equals However, joy, they measure no happiness. They're happier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yep. So you goal girl. Yeah, there think, you go. Yeah, I know you can, I know I'll, you can yeah, get on I'll Amazon. share it this week on social media. So you yeah. guys can see it and we'll send you a link. Yeah. So um, next week we're going to be talking about why not. Right. So if you've ever been like, well, why should I, we're just going to say, well, why not? That's right. <laughs> so. And I'll tell you where it comes from really quickly. It comes from, uh, or for me, it does anyway. It comes from this movie. <laughs> We bought a zoo. Did you ever see that? I did see that, yeah, which it's very cute, aside from the fact that every time the girl says, we bought a zoo, that it's well, just like, yeah. you just want to be like, okay, we know the name of the movie. Right. Settle, we got settle it. down. Yeah. But, but there it is, is a yeah, movie. there's a moment in there where, you know, one of the, the staffers ask him, you know, why in the world... You know, why would you have done that? You have no idea what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, and he looks at her and says, well, why not? You know, and it's yeah. it's just such a, it's a cool moment, you know, for me because I have, I've had a, a lot of moments like that in my life where I finally just said, you know, why not? Let me just, let's just go with it. Let's try. So, yeah. We'll talk I think about that ties that. into creative resilience nice. So I'm, I'm looking does. forward to talking about that. Yeah. And we also have, um, we're working on lining up a few guests. So yes. that'll be just kind of an interesting change up. Um, we have to figure out the technical part of all that, which we're both like just super happy that we get yes. to dive into technical yeah. stuff. Clueless on that. Um, <laughs> but it's a part of resiliency. So we're going to learn and, right. uh, and we'll get some guests on. And I'm really excited about this. The people so far we have lined up Me because too. Um, just like amazing creatives are going to have a lot of wisdom to share. Yeah. Uh, so that that all is coming up on uh, season two of the Creative Exponent. There you go. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Exponent podcast. Our original theme was written by A Walker Spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan Wagner. And if you like The Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com.